This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. In this podcast, we explore some of the little-known legends, stories, places, and rumors about the great Buckeye State. We're your hosts, Mike and Dan. So hide the keys, lock the doors, and turn down the lights. The next episode is about to begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. My name is Mike. That guy's name is Dan. And today we're going to talk about the Buckeye State's connections to Smokey the Bear, the TV show Gunsmoke, the TV show The Adventures of Superman, the cartoon character Mr. Magoo, Yogi Bear, Disneyland, and even a UFO crash at Roswell. All those things are connected together by four Ohio natives named Jim Backus, Dawes Butler, Bill Kennedy, and George Walsh. Hi, Dan. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Okay. You ready to get into this? I am. I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah, a lot of things I've just mentioned. We'll, we'll have to get into all of them. The first person on that list that we're going to mention here is actor Jim Backus. He was born in Cleveland in 1913 in Bratnall, actually, to be exact, Bratnall, Ohio, which is right on the lakeshore there, east of Cleveland. Jim started out his career doing voice work on radio, but was really known better as an actor. And, of course, I think everybody knows him as playing Thurston Howell III on Gilligan's Island. He was also a regular cast member on a TV show called I Married Joan, and he was James Dean's father in the classic movie Rebel Without a Cause. He even had his own TV show for one season, I believe. I think he was one of those actors who was really popular as a co-star or a second banana on a TV show. With actors like Tim Conway from The Carol Burnett Show or Paul Lynn on Bewitched or Hollywood Squares. They were so popular and funny on those TV programs, but couldn't quite make it with their own shows, which would last one seasons and be done. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's too bad because these guys were so talented, but for some reason they just couldn't handle a lead role on their own. Anyway, getting back to Jim, his last appearance was on a TV commercial for Orville Redenbacher Popcorn. Uh, he reprised his role as Thurston Howell III, and his wife on the TV show, Gilligan's Island, actress Natalie Schaefer, reprised her role as Lovey. Apparently, they were rescued from the island because the setting for the commercial was a fancy den or, or home library. As far as his voice work, though, as, as, as I mentioned, he did a lot of old-time radio programs like the Jack Benny Show. But I included him on this list because, as most of us know, he was the voice of the cartoon character Mr. Magoo from 1949 until 1989, for 40 years, right up till he died on July 3rd, 1989. That's a long stretch. 40 years is a long stretch for any TV show, much less a cartoon show. Yeah, he did that voice. And I know there are other people have obviously taken over that role, but yeah, 40 years for doing the same thing, that is amazing. 
So the next guy we're going to talk about is Bill Kennedy. He was also an actor and a TV movie host and a voiceover artist. That's why he's on the list. Kennedy was born in Cleveland Heights, Ohio in 1908. Before we get to his voice acting career, I'm going to talk briefly about his acting career first. His best known role was in the film of Joan of Arc. He was the guy who set fire to Joan, who was played by actress Ingrid Berman. He also had some small acting roles, guest starring on several Western-themed TV programs, I think like The Lone Ranger, The Cisco Kid, The Gene Autry Show, and, and Death Valley Days. He was doing that whole Western genre thing back then. But because he had a rich, resonant voice, the studios cast him mostly in bid parts as a radio announcer, a newsman, or a reporter. In 1956, he left California for Michigan and hosted a program called Bill Kennedy's Showtime on a local TV station there. He would show old movies and provide you know, humorous commentary about the actors and the production of the movie. He hosted the show until his retirement in 1983. So that was his acting career. So let's get to his voice acting career, which began in Cleveland in 1934 as a staff announcer at WTAM Radio. He moved on to WWJ in Detroit, Okay, in 1941, he headed out to Los Angeles for a radio gig, and that's when he did all that acting stuff. But his voice is very famous. He narrated the opening of the 1950s television series Adventures of Superman from 1952 until 1959. And you know how it goes, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Well, he really sounded like an interesting guy, and he really had a, a diverse career. Yeah, he did a lot of acting, and, and again, the this podcast, this episode is about the voices that came out of Ohio, so I have to include him with the, you know, doing the Adventures of Superman, the opening of that. That's a really famous opening for a TV show. So that was him? That was him. Oh, that's the coolest. Well, that, that, that answers a lot of questions. <laughs> what questions? I had him? no idea that was him. <laughs> yeah, that's him. So, yeah, we got Jim Backus, who so far, who did Mr. Magoo. We got this, this guy named Bill Kennedy, who did the opening for The Adventures of Superman. And now we're going to go to another guy named George Walsh. Walsh was born in Cleveland in 1917. He was involved in radio with jobs around the country his entire career. Uh, this is a fun one, so let's get right into what George is known for. He had a radio gig, and when the Roswell thing happened... He was still in the service in 1947. He was at KSWS Radio in Roswell, New Mexico. As the program's director, he broke the story that a flying disc had been captured on a farm outside of Roswell by the Army Air Force. Newswires carried that story around the world before the military retracted the story, of course, claiming the disc was actually a weather balloon radar target. But it's pretty cool that George broke that story over the radio um he also did Smokey. well actually it's called Smokey bear people know him as Smokey the bear but technically it's Smokey bear in the 1960s he was doing that he recorded only you can prevent forest fires the famous line you know the signature line for Smokey. i remember that walsh was the voice of Gunsmoke from 1952 through 1962 on cbs radio so Walsh was also the voice of Gunsmoke from 1952 through 1962 on the CBS radio network. He then went to the long-running television program of the same name, Gunsmoke, which began each show with Walsh saying, 
Around Dodge City and in the territory out west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. So that was opening to the TV show. He did that. He also did voiceover work at Disneyland when he retired from broadcasting in 1986. He worked the shops on Main Street in Disneyland and was known as the Candy Palace Clerk, and his voice was featured on the rides Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars, which obviously have since closed, but I remember them as a kid. I don't remember the voice particularly, but I remember the rides. Walsh died in 2005 at the age of 88. So he had a long, distinguished career in Hollywood. Yeah, he did some famous stuff. Smokey the Bear, he did the opening for Gunsmoke, you know, the, broke the Roswell story. I, just amazing. All these guys from Ohio. That's really cool. Yeah, so we got one more to talk about, and this guy's name is Dawes Butler, and this is a doozy. You, I know you know him. I, everybody knows him. You know who Mel Blanc is, right? Oh, yeah. I think, didn't he do, if not most, if not all, of the popular cartoon characters for Warner Brothers, like Bug, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, all the big ones. Yes, he did. Well, that's exactly what Dawes Butler did at Hanna-Barbera for their cartoons. Just listen to this. He provided the voices for Augie Doggy, Baba Louie, Barney Rubble for five episodes. Remember the banana splits? He did I bingo. Did. Yeah, he did bingo. He also did Captain Skyhook of the Space Cadets. He did Dixie Mouse of Pixie and Dixie. He did Elroy Jetson and Mr. Cogswell on the Jetsons. Fibber Fox of Yaki Doodle. Fred Flintstone. Now, that was the pilot. He did the, uh, that, the Flintstones was originally called the Flagstones. So he did Fred Flintstone in 1959 for the, for the pilot only. It was then called the Flagstones, not the Flintstones. But he did, do, he did do Fred Flintstone in that pilot episode. He did Hair Bearer of Help. It's the Hair Bearer Bunch. He did Hokey Wolf, Huckleberry Hound, Lippy the Lion, Loopy de Loop, Mr. Jinx of Pixie and Dixie, Peter Perfect, Red Max, Rock Slag, Rufus Roughcoat, and Sergeant Blast from the Wacky Races, Peter Potamus, Quick Draw McGraw, and a bunch more additional voices. Wow, very impressive. That guy was really talented. But wait, we're not done. Butler provided the voices of many nameless Walter Lance characters for the theatrical shorts later seen on the Woody Woodpecker program. His characters included Penguin Chili Willie, and his rival Smedley and Gabby Gator. He voiced uh, Aesop's son on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, if you remember that. He recorded voices for countless children's records featuring recreations of several successful Disney cartoons and films. He was the voice of serial characters Cap'n Crunch, Snap from the Royce Krispies, and the Quisp TV commercials. Wow, that's a lot. This guy was really prolific. And just as a side note, he based some of his voices on popular celebrities of the day. Like Yogi Bear, he started that as a, as a takeoff of Art Carney, an Art Carney impression. Hokey Wolf began as an impression of Phil Silvers, Snagglepuss as Burt Lahr, who was you know the lion in Wizard of Oz. And Captain Crunch was uh, actor in Charles Butterworth. Some of these actors are old-time people that many people might not know, but at the time they were very popular. He voiced uh, these characters for decades in, in both TV shows and in commercials. 
And he died of a heart attack at the age of 71 on May 18, 1988. He's buried in Holy Cross Cemetery in Culver City, California. Wow, what a fantastic story. I had no idea that guy was that talented. Yeah, so you, I mean, you had these four guys, all did major voiceover work, all from Ohio. I, I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So that's it. What a good story. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Bye. Hello, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more like it, head over to ohiomysteries.com. With over 500 podcasts to choose from, there's sure to be one that's going to keep you captivated. I'm Dan, and I can be found at YouTube at North Coast History and Haunts. My partner Mike can be found at Facebook at Too Late for Autographs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Ohio Mysteries Backroads. Stay tuned for more. Hey there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.